And welcome into Mustache Drinking Podcast. The guys are here to give you some drinking knowledge. And we're going to talk some stouts today. Quinn, finally, <laughs> some dark beers. It just gets right into uh, Quinn and I's love of dark beers. And I would say Quinn's love, my slight affection, as I'm not a huge beer guy still, but stouts are one of my go tos. So, Quinn, this is this is a topic that's taken us a little bit longer to get to than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured we shouldn't start our mini beeries with stouts because then it's just downhill from there. <laughs> or to our guests, uphill. Because everything that we like to talk about, no one or not our guests, Ed. but our listeners, no one likes to no one likes. It's just it's just it's like we do whiskey, our listenership drops off a cliff. We do oh, probably yeah. this 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 episode probably won't do so well, but we're gonna like it. <laughs> Hit like for oh. zero listens. Perfect. I love it. And we do have a guest uh, this week. It is Blair. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Blair, and I like beer. <laughs> Hi, Blair. <laughs> Hi, Blair. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this off to Quinn a little bit. Uh, what was your thinking in bringing Blair on? And then, uh, Blair, you can introduce yourself any further if you'd like, or just uh, defer if that was your whole introduction. <laughs> <laughs> So at the uh, the restaurant I used to work at, Blair was one of our regulars, and he's he's one of those people where when I want to know about a beer, I generally will ask Blair because he's probably tried that beer, or he he's heard something about it. Um, it's not a you know universal rule, but I, I I put a lot of stock in you know the review I get from a beer from Blair because I know it's from someone who loves beer. And when he's critical of the beer, it, he's not hating on it. He's, you know, he wants it to be better. I mean, sometimes I'm hating on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's incredibly kind. Um, <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Other, other than thanks for thanks for having me on to talk about beer, uh, and I I hope that. You, you guys are, you know, are able to cut me off before I, <laughs> you know, get noxious. Uh, this isn't like a regular regular bar. You can you can talk or as long as you want. You can drink as much as you want to. <laughs> we can't throw you out. We can't throw you out. I made sure to only have like two beers on hand so that I, <laughs> so that I wouldn't get. Uh, Usually, if I if I'm gonna embarrass myself, I don't want there to be like a recorded record of it. So, <laughs> especially a you're not doing one, the right? same route as when we had uh, Adrian on from Martini Lounge when she was just taking shots of brandy. Jesus, she took like eight of them too, I think. Yep. Awesome. I mean, she I was fine. Was... It just <laughs> yeah, she was totally fine. Oh, that was a that was great. So yeah, it's uh, great to have you on, on Blair, and I think we're going to roll right into the history of Stouts. Oh no, we're going to start with what we're drinking, because we do that every week, and I'm an idiot. Um, Quinn, we'll go defer to you for uh, what, you're drink what we're drinking today. 
Uh, so this week I am drinking Surly 13, which is a maple barrel aged imperial milk stout with vanilla beans and lactose, hence the milk stout. Um, before the episode, I was talking to Blair about, you know, I really wish there were more imperial milk stouts before even knowing that this one was one because I like, I like the flavor of imperial stouts. They tend to be a bit stronger and a little bit more bitter. And I I think, you know, something to smooth it out is good, but uh, taking a taste of it. So the maple isn't as strong as I expected, which thank God I was honestly worried about how strong that maple was going to be. It's really strong in that chocolate flavor. You definitely taste the the lactose a little bit and you get a really good mouthfeel from it. The vanilla bean kind of disappears. It has a really nice maltiness and I'd say in terms of an imperial stout, this is super low in bitterness and is way smoother than any I've really had. Uh, when pouring it out into the glass, my roommate was in the kitchen and uh, he was shocked at how black it is because it is very possibly one of the darkest beers I've had. Let, let me see if I can shine a flashlight through it. I can you think. Do you I think can't that's even from tell the... I have a bright flashlight on the other side of my glass. <laughs> Do you think that's from the maple syrup? Um, some of it might be from the maple syrup. I think it more comes from the malt and the chocolate. But honestly, I get more honey taste than I get maple syrup taste. Interesting. Interesting. It sounds fantastic. What do you, Out of 10, what do you rate it? Uh, out of 10? Uh, seven, seven. That's a, so that's a high quality I, brew. Given, given the option, I would get this again. Um, only marks against it are, it comes from Surly. We went over my beef with Surly <laughs> last week. <clears throat> Perfect. Blair, moving on to you. What are you drinking today? Um, I am drinking the queen from, uh, indeed brewing also, also, of, uh, Minneapolis. Um, it's a whiskey, whiskey barrel aged Imperial stout. Uh, it's a, it comes in at uh, 10.5% alcohol. Um, it is, uh, I've had it before they used to, it actually used to be called uh, whiskey queen. And I believe they only served it at the brewery. Um, they recently started canning it and it is, um, it's sort of the it's it's sort of the counterpart to uh, their more famous beer, Rum King, uh, which is an imperial stout that's uh, aged in rum barrels. Um, um, on the it's it's very it's it's very smooth, uh, silky feeling, um, more vanilla I think than uh, what what uh, what Quinn's drinking. Um, and s- some chocolate in there. the the barrel character, this seems to be common with whiskey barrel aged beers as opposed to like bourbon barrel or scotch barrel or the barrel character really does kind of taste like generic barrel rather than, oh, this is clearly a rum barrel thing or, or a bourbon barrel. Um, but uh, but uh, it, to uh, 
I, I would say, I mean, I've, I've had this beer before. I will definitely uh, get it again. It's, uh, I, I, I would say, like, uh, 7.5. Uh, uh, there aren't a whole lot of knocks against it, except other than um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't generally trust canned Imperial Stouts very much. Uh, they tend to go bad quickly in my experience, but that uh, that may be just a couple of bad examples that are, you know, skewing my viewpoint on it. So if you had to choose between the Whiskey Queen and the Rum King, which would you pick? Uh, can or bottle? Uh, mm. We'll say bottle. Bottle, Rum King. Uh, they don't really put it in bottles anymore, but... It, uh, <laughs> I, God, I sound like, I already sound like such an old timer. It tasted, <laughs> it tasted so much better in, uh, in, out of the bottles than it did out of the cans. And, and historically, like just the last few years, the canned rum king goes, it, it, it goes sour. It turns sour or it has turned sour so many times on me. Um, oh. But but bottle rum king is still absolutely delightful. Um, can I definitely go with the queen? Fantastic! And I found out that we're doing stouts um, twenty minutes ago. I'm very <laughs> upset about. Uh, so uh, screw you, Quinn, because I love stouts and I have like three different, four different kinds down in my fridge. Um, but I had already poured a drink when I walked up here because I, this week infused a gin and <gasps> Love gin. I know I was like, screw it. I got to do it. I bought, um, I infused a gin with Kiwi, but I bought this big, huge thing of Kiwis. Cause I was like, Oh, Kiwis sound really good. And then I put them in the fridge and I stared at them the next day and I'm like, I'm never going to finish these if I don't use some <laughs> for something else, <laughs> like <laughs> infusing a gin. So I'm not a huge vodka person, so I wasn't going to do that. Because uh, like flavor. Because I like some flavor. Kiwis yeah. didn't make sense in any dark liquor at all. <laughs> so my options were pretty much gin or nothing else. Maybe a white rum, but that doesn't make a lot of sense. So... I took this bottle of gin we had and um, the local liquor store back when we were in college uh, had a clear out sale one day before I turned 21 and all of our friends went there and there was bottles of liquor all for like two, three bucks a piece. And uh, um, one of my roommates still has one of those, still had one of those gin bottles from then that cost him two dollars. And I was like, well, he's not going to care if I use this entire bottle of gin. And if he does, I'll just give him $3 because that would even him out. <laughs> so I took the entire bottle, which was a 7.5, and I poured it into a lock top with three cut kiwis just on the inside. Um, I, I thought maybe the skin, I like eating the skin, but I feel like uh, it's it, bitterness. It yeah, it could add some bitterness. I wanted more sweet and less of the tartness. I, I wanted to avoid that as much as I could because it was already gin is already tart. And uh, I cut it into the bottle and uh, forgot Quinn's heat of warning and had to throw the bottle away because I couldn't get any of the kiwi out. So <laughs> <laughs> he said, use a wide top. And then I was like, yeah, Quinn's an idiot. Yeah, fuck, do that. Quinn. fuck Quinn. <laughs> Where's Quinn, though? I mean, and then I. Really <laughs> 
And then I filtered it out and I was like, shit, I can't have to throw this bottle away now because I can't get any of the damn kiwis out. So good thing that was our that bottle was basically garbage as it was. If I hadn't been able to if I hadn't been able to save it, I knew I'd be able to throw it away. I was just a little disappointed that I couldn't save it. How long did um, you use it for? Uh, you told me like 24 hours and I left it in for like 72. <laughs> okay. Did you taste it after? Uh, throughout, yeah, I kept tasting it. Okay. Um, I think the flavor matured to a good level when I took it out. It's got a really good kiwi flavor. The gin does. Um, and, uh, I thought it, I thought it infused well and I was, wor- what I was worried about I went to work and then I went to my girlfriend's house on accident, like not an accident. I knew I was doing that, but I forgot about the bottle of gin. And uh, um, what happened was uh, I uh, forgot it. So uh, when I came back to my house, I was like, shit, the first thing I did after work is I dropped everything, grabbed the bottle and filtered it through like a, a sifter, you know, like a regular kitchen sifter and um, into a mason jar. And it didn't, Quinn, it didn't take out like the little particles, right? Because I tried to put it through a coffee filter at first and it just took so long and I... Oh, it takes for fucking ever. Yeah, no, I was like, this is not worth it. I will drink this gin in less than a couple weeks. So it, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to go bad. Um, So I just filtered it like normal. So none of the big kiwi chunks or the seeds went through. Um, Because there's a bunch of seeds in kiwis that you don't think about. I don't think unless yep. you are doing something like this. And I was like, it was full of seeds. And I was like, shit, are these going to be bad to be in the gin? So I just left them in there. Um, but yeah, I was tasting it throughout and it tastes, it's got a good taste. So here I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go through it. It's got a strong kiwi nose. So you can really smell the kiwi in it. I made a gin and tonic. Ooh, that'd be really good in a gin and tonic. Yeah. Right. So this is like my third one in the last couple of days. That's how you know you made a good infusion. It might be my first of a couple tonight, but definitely not, probably not three. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's got a good nose. It's not high quality gin, like I mentioned, but uh, that kiwi taste floats through on the tongue and sits on the back of the tongue throughout the sip. And I think it really mixes well with the tonic water. And that fla- those flavors kind of work together in a very nice way that I didn't know would I didn't know would work. But I, when I when I originally thought of infusing it, it was for gin and tonic. I was like, what am I going to make this this? And um, I think one of my roommates had said that you should get a strawberry uh, flavoring and mix it with that as well to make like a strawberry kiwi kind of gin and tonic. Maybe just a little splash of strawberry flavoring, which I have in the fridge. So I'm probably I might have to have another one just to try that, but. Or maybe cut up some strawberries and muddle them in the bottom of the glass or something. Ooh, that would require me going to the store and getting strawberries. But oh, a little bit sounds, of mint in there could also be really that good. sounds. All of this sounds fantastic. Fantastic. This this bottle of gin I knew is not going to last very long because. And this, uh, listeners, is why you should infuse your own gins and vodkas. <laughs> yes, you definitely Dude. should. Uh, if Andrew can do it, you can do it too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, it was, it was cool. Cause then every day you could look at it and go, okay, this looks cool. And I would shake it up a little bit. So the kiwis would move around a little bit. And then I did make the mistake of taking a bite out of one of the kiwis just to see how bad it was. Oh, the boozy kiwi. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. It tasted more like gin than the gin did, right? <laughs> um, it wasn't. It wasn't awful, I would say, but it wasn't enjoyable. 
It's okay. I do the exact same thing every time I infuse something with fruit, and I know what's going to happen. Oh, Quinn. God. Why do you put yourself through this? Because sometimes you find something great. But yeah, I would 100% recommend it. And like I said, it was three cut up kiwis and I cut them in long, kind of like long pieces and just slipped them in the top. Um, And they all sat in there. I didn't take the seeds out, like I said, and I left it for probably three days. What kind Um, of gin did you use? Man, I would have to go downstairs. Very low quality old gin. (laughs) Step above Taka. Probably well, Taka's vodka, but they also make gin. Which, oh, by the no. way, there's some no. Taka gin in the mail on its way to you. What? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Oh no! What else did you send me? God damn! You'll find it. out. Oh god! <laughs> I'm gonna have to drink these on air, aren't I? You're gonna kill so, me. I have them too. Oh, We're gonna oh, suffer gross. together. Gross. God. <laughs> All right, so definitely infuse some gin with kiwis. I thought it was a great uh, fruit to infuse. I was worried about it turning tart, but it didn't. So that three kiwis to 75 milliliter, 100, 750 milliliters for three days worked pretty good for me in a very small, um, it was a taller glass with not a very big uh, diameter. Uh, I thought that worked really well. So definitely infuse. But I have like four stouts downstairs. So we've been drinking a stout next week and it's going to be fantastic. Um, Stouts round two. Stouts round two. Beyond that, uh, definitely a great drink. But we're going to move into our history of stouts today. And with that, we're going to move on to Blair. Oh, okay. Um, I just I want to preface this by saying that I'm not like a I, I. I haven't studied the history of stouts. I was just, I just wanted to brush up on it a little bit because I'm a history nerd and I, I really, you know, enjoy learning about the history of, of the, the alcohol I consume and stuff like that. Um, so with, with stout, um, it's one of those things, like a lot of the words in the, in the beer world where the, the, the word stout, you, didn't used to up, like refer to a style of beer. It was more a strength of beer. Like stout beer was just strong beer. It didn't the, actually the, the word stout predates the the beer style by like a hundred years or all, almost. Um, and then uh, I, I'm looking at my source here, and it says that the first use of the word stout uh, dates from 1677. Um, Stouts themselves uh, themselves are made of uh, with roasted malt, that which gives it the color, um, and it sort of comes out of porter, uh, which which is uh, dates back to sort of the the early to mid seventeen hundreds. Um, let's see the the um, trying to my. The, the most famous stout in the world is uh, Guinness. Uh, it's actually one of the, which is actually one of the first uh, beers I ever had. And one of my favorite stories about Guinness, because you really can't talk about stouts without talking about Guinness, is that Guinness basically owes its existence to avoiding taxes. Um, so... Beer, the 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 malts the 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 malts in in beer, it, they're roasted, 
and rather and they were initially roasted over wood which is which is difficult to control and so they started roasting them over coal well then britain started charging an excise tax on coal so they went back to roasting it over wood and that sort of that along with an excise tax on uh on malt uh and trying to avoid that is is how guinness kind of got its very distinctive color and flavor uh and actually earlier um quinn and i don't know if you want to cover this quinn but you did remind me of another interesting thing about the abv for guinness um and if you want to cover that i, I don't want to i don't oh, know you can touch on it um that Guinness init was originally higher in ABV, but local um, factory owners actually appealed to Guinness to lower the ABV on their on their stout so that their workers, when they came back from lunch, wouldn't be quite so drunk. Um, which is why Guinness is a wonderful... Uh, <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> God. <laughs> It was it was understood, and it's one of those things that it's a tragic thing in drinking culture that I feel like we've we've definitely lost because of the Protestant work ethic in America, which is it was you it used to be understood that you that as a working guy you were going to come back from from lunch probably at least a little tipsy, and that's that's lost now. I mean, I, I think that the vast majority of, of everybody out there, at least uh, in, in America, wouldn't even dream of, of drinking on a lunch break, let alone drinking enough that you'd be at least, you know, slightly altered when you get, <laughs> get back to work. Let but, alone drinking enough that your employer has to petition, petition your local <laughs> beer producer to yeah, lower the yes. ABV because they're not going to require their workers to drink less. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Um, uh, there are uh, there there are a lot of different styles of stout. Um the I will say one thing I did mention earlier is that stouts come from porters. There is some disagreement there on whether there is actually a mechanical or a functional difference between stout and porter. I will say anecdotally, um, I don't like porters very much. Uh, I've, I've had plenty of them. I don't really, I don't really like, I do notice there is a difference in flavor, but it's, it's difficult to say whether they are actually two different styles or just sort of, or just the same style that are expressed slightly differently. Yeah. I've um, heard it kind of put, one to three different ways, either stouts are a type of porter, porters yeah. are a type of stout, or porters and stouts are entirely different things, and fuck you for thinking they're the same. I mean, like, like timescale-wise, porters do predate stouts somewhat. So um, I guess, technically, stouts would then have to be a type of porter if they're the same. Yeah, but... But the, the the question comes in, is the porter that was originally called porter what we're drinking as porter now? 
or is it its own different style that's evolved and Porter eventually became called Stout? I mean, that's that could just as easily have happened. We're talking about the early to to, to mid 1700s here. So it's, you know, it, either way, it could have happened either way because it's not like anybody. There weren't a whole lot of other than just a whole lot of working people who really like beer. There weren't a whole lot of beer nerds around at the time sitting there, you know, writing down, you know, you know Samuel Smith makes an exceptionally good stout over here. You know. Beer advocate didn't exist in 1725. I, I don't know. <laughs> you had to find some monk, tell him your review, and he would, yeah. would slowly make sure that that got written somewhere. Yeah. With, with beautiful illumination. <laughs> Or he just ignore you. <laughs> yeah. ah, that's a terrible probably, beer. Fuck off. Probably ignore you probably because he was drunk. You know. <laughs> oh my god. Sampling his own supply a little too much. Quality control. Quality. It's control. important. <laughs> you gotta know the product you serve. Oh my god. Um, that's 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 mostly what I have for for history when it comes to stout. Uh, if we if we get into the styles, there's some stuff that you know I could probably say about that. But uh, you know, uh, other than like all beer styles, stout has a lot of there's a lot of room to play there that I really like, especially with. Uh oh. Can we pause for a second? My computer is telling me it's about to restart. I'm very sorry for this. I don't know why this is happening. That's um, okay. Are you, are you still there? Okay. If you can't uh, cancel it, that shit happens. It is not giving me an option to re to, to cancel it. <laughs> and it's going to happen in five, four, three. I'm very five. sorry, guys. I have no idea why this is happening. Bye-bye. And now we'll transition right into uh, talking about types of stouts. And uh, Quinn and Blair, you guys have a list set down that we're just going to roll down real quick. Yeah. So first one, there are milk stouts. And so these are stouts that use lactose in their beer. Um, they tend to be a little bit sweeter. Um, I believe they were popularized around the 1800s. Am I right? I believe so. Yeah, actually, another another term for them is sweet stout. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's actually another. It's either called a milk or a sweet stout. Um, and these were actually beers that doctors recommended that uh, nursing women would drink, um, because there's a weird history of alcohol and pregnancy and nursing and really contradictory things. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, yeah. But, I, we should say none of us are medical professionals, but uh, not recommended now. Don't do right. that. None of us are medical professionals. And even we know. <laughs> Quinn, um, mind your business, okay? <laughs> sure. Sure. Don't fuck up your kid. Um. And so milk stouts, these tend to have a sweeter flavor. Um, I really like them just because they have a really beautiful body. It It's often compared, in my opinion, to like chocolate milk. 
Um, mm. cause often milk stouts are chocolatey, um, or coffee and they just, they're super smooth and, oh, it's why I really like this, uh, Surly 13 because it's an Imperial milk stout and drinks like the best glass of milk you've ever had. Um, which will actually bring us into our second type of stout, which was popularized because of the milk stout, and that's the oatmeal stout. Uh, they were looking for a way to create that same body without all that sweetness behind it, and doing that, so they increased the mash bill to include a lot more oats, um, which create oats have that they give off a lot of, um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the particular carbohydrate that they give off, which causes all the thickness from it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Similar to lactose, oatmeal is able to produce that same kind of a thickness in a beer, however, without giving as much sweetness. Um, and I know, Blair, you're not a big fan of the oatmeal stouts. I I am not. They um, the I don't know what it is. I think the the it's not necessarily the the. Well, actually, I mean, it it kind of makes sense because I'm not much of a fan of oatmeal. I think it's it's the it's the heaviness combined, like because I I like some really heavy stouts, but oatmeal stout the heaviness combined with a flavor that a flavor profile that I'm not generally a fan of, it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. You know, that's um, fair. I'm, I'm I, the exact opposite. My first beer that I ever liked was Brow brothers oatmeal stout and oatmeal mm. stouts hold a special place in my heart because I, of that. I enjoy oatmeal stouts as well. Yeah. All right, Blair, you're voted off the island. <laughs> I, I mean, we, I knew I knew it was coming, and it still hurts. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. It, and it, and Please it, don't sue us. We don't have enough listeners to be sued. <laughs> we, oh, God damn it, Quinn. Um, and I mean, like... I've only I've had I've had a decent amount, but not a ton. And when I have had them, they've just they've been good. I mean, at Granite City um, Brewery, that's the stout they have as an oatmeal stout, and it, it's quite popular. I believe it's a nitro as well. And I really like nitro. I like the nitro addition to stouts. I think nitros. So a stout is something where I really want that thick mouth feel, and mm-hmm. nitro gives you the thickest feel to a beer you can get. Because it yeah, kills really, the carbonation in the most yeah, that, beautiful so, way. Yeah, yeah, that that's one of the things that that I think I don't know if if um, if Irish Stout introduced that, but that's sort of the that that start that that's one of the sort of defining characteristics of a of a good Irish Stout too is or the or dry Stout usually it's on nitro and that yeah. And I will say that oatmeal stout on nitro is that I like a lot more than just a regular oatmeal stout from a can or a bottle. And that actually is kind of a perfect segue into our Irish stouts. Um, Irish stouts became a lot more popular 
uh, as the prevalence of oatmeal and milk stouts became really dominant in the UK um, during the early 20th century. And the Irish stout, in a way, was almost like a, a counterculture to that, um, also known as dry stouts, because mm-hmm. they're a lot less sweet. Um, which I guess I've never really thought of a Guinness not being a really sweet beer, because it isn't. But it, it still has that same kind of a creaminess that you would think of in a milk stout or an oatmeal stout, even though they don't really use either. Um, instead, they use that um, nitrogen within their, like, um, when they're adding, adding the carbon dioxide, or in place of the, nope, in addition to the carbon dioxide. Sorry, I had to check my notes there real quick. Um, and so these are ones where you see the hard pour. And that hard pour allows, one, all that gas inside the beer to quickly leave and to create these pockets within the beer, which makes it so silky and so just delicious and gives you that amazing head. Yeah. 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 Flavor-wise, I actually, like, um, Irish stouts or dry stouts are actually, in, in my opinion, flavor, like, their flavor profile is a lot closer to porters than it is to most other stouts. Like, especially Guinness, especially if you've, if you've been, you know, drinking a lot of Imperial stouts or, or, or stouts with a lot of um, what's the brewer's term adjuncts in it, you know, like, like chocolate or spices. And then you go back to a Guinness and you realize flavor wise, this is actually a lot closer to a porter than it is to what you have been drinking. And that's another thing. That's another reason why I think Guinness is so, is such a good session beer because it, it that, that flavor, it's a lot less, it's a, it's a lot easier to, to take on board, I think. Yeah. It's definitely one of those flavors where you can have, it doesn't overwhelm you in the drinking process. Like that, mm-hmm. that Surly 13, one of them is amazing. I don't know if I would want a second. Not that it wasn't good, but rather I, it would just be too much. Yeah, yeah. It it um, kind of that actually kind of reminds me of. Uh, sorry for I, I knew this was going to devolve into drinking stories at some point, but um, <laughs> back when uh, Surly put out there, it was God again. This is going to make me sound so old. Back when Surly Four was released, which Surly Four was like a coffee milk stout and it it was in my opinion the best anniversary beer they ever put out um i was i was having it on tap at a bar and it was released actually during saint patrick's day um and at a certain point and this gives you some idea of how far gone i was because i'd had a couple of them i was like okay i'm getting way too drunk i'm gonna i'm gonna switch to guinness instead which that's not that's not what you should do in that situation. I need something lighter. Guinness. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. Bad choices all around, but it was generally a fun day. I mean, I think Guinness is one of those beers where it it lends itself perfectly to traditions and stories. Like one of my friends through college Every New Year's, he was insistent on doing my least favorite drink, the Irish Car Bomb. 
Oh God! Also known as every year at midnight, you have an Irish car bomb, and it just oh, I hate it so much, so much. Scott, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) What one thing I would like God made you do that? Yeah, every year it's his favorite thing. Still does it. I love it. Scott, if you're listening, go to Belfast and order that. I want to see what happens. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Cuz that so is gonna... na- that is another name for the Irish car bomb is the Belfast car bomb. I think so, yeah. Yeah, which is just horrible. <laughs> yep. Um so their final variant that we're going to talk about cuz so looking at some sites, they have variants like the coffee stout, the chocolate stout, the pastry stout. I call BS on the fact that these are variants. They're flavor types. No, Quinn. What What's your opinion on this, Blair? Um, it depends. In my mind, it depends on if you're talking about is the flavor coming from the malt or is the flavor coming from the adjunct ingredients, ingredients that are added. Because I've had chocolate stouts that are made with, it's a type of malt called chocolate malt. And it is... It, it, I mean, it's malt, but it does have that more chocolatey flavor. And then I've had I've had stouts that are made where they clearly just added a whole bunch of cacao nibs and other stuff, you know. So it depends, in, in my mind. Uh, same way with with pastry stouts and and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that it, it depends on. So to my mind, it it depends on is it the adjunct versus the the malt bill. And so if it's the malt bill, it's a different type and adjunct, you would consider it just a flavoring? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I would believe that. Because so. I guess I'm, the and... one exception I was thinking of is a coffee stout that's actually made with a certain amount of coffee in place of the water. Um, I would, Ooh. you know, actually accept as being its own type, uh, which I don't, I don't know of any breweries that actually do it. I've tried this before. Ooh. It kind of works, sort of. Okay. I mean, I'd be really interested in seeing in in, in seeing that. I don't think I've ever had that either. Like coffee stuff. I'm not a. I I don't drink coffee, so I'm not actually. I'm not a big fan of coffee stouts either. But okay. um, it's it's. Uh, I'd be really interested in seeing you know if you know using coffee instead of water how that would change it that that would be that'd be an interesting experiment well blair uh once pandemic is less of an issue we'll have to get together and try this that would be a lot of fun i would i would enjoy that and then play some D. uh oh that would also be a lot of fun <laughs> transitioning to our final variant then is the imperial stout and this mm. is one that i found out i was backwards about kind of its history um, so I know that the Imperial Stout, we don't actually know exactly what it tasted like or those many notes of it. We just know it was a high ABV. Um, they're generally 8% or more, broadly speaking. We don't know what the original was, um, but I thought it was actually one that was brewed in Russia for the, of Catherine the Great, whereas Blair informed me it was actually brewed in um, England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, brewed for in Catherine London. the Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, which I don't I don't really know why that is because I would think that I mean the you know the, I would think the Russians could could brew their own beer, but I I don't know if it was like a diplomatic thing, like a, a gift between I I you know one empire to another or something like that. But yeah, it was originally brewed in London um for Catherine the Great and imperial it's it's weird because you know the the word stout originated as basically just a way of saying strong beer and imperial stout really all that means is just a really strong stout it doesn't you know there there's as far as i know it it has no other basis than just it's it's a stout with more alcohol than you would expect I wonder um, if it's having originated in London. If I remember historically uh, correctly, Catherine the Great um, was one of the like the dominant forces in the. Uh, it's not the right term, but like the Europe Europeification of Russia, um, yeah. the bringing in of the Western European influences. Um, so I wonder if you know that's why she specifically commissioned it, perhaps from the UK or at that time England. I can see that. And of course, at that time, like England in general was like if they were the premier brewers in the world, other than, you know, monasteries. Um, But if you wanted brewing on an industrial scale, you went to you went to Great Britain, uh, England specifically, but all over, you know, the British Isles, really. I wonder if that might have something to do with it too, because I'm assuming she wasn't just, she didn't just want it for her own use. She wanted it for, you know, to impress and to, you know, provide for lots and lots of people. Um, I mean, that could even be an extent to why it was so strong was the, like the, the bragging factor of, Hey, our beer, the strongest beer. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't just trying to get a King or queen just, fucking destroyed (laughs) (laughs) maybe move along negotiations or something (laughs) i mean alcohol diplomacy has worked as well as some other kinds over the over the centuries so why not (laughs) we may never know the actual answer (laughs) yeah yeah political centrifuge with me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and on that note, uh, Andrew, you want to introduce us to our kind of end of the episode fun quiz random thing that we tend to do? Of course. We found another quiz this time. It's from the journal.ie slash pints stout quiz. And we're going to talk. It's going to be the quiz on how well do you know stouts? And um, Blair, that is in um, the This Week channel if you want to find it okay. on your phone should be pretty easy i think i posted the link if i remember correctly oh yeah yeah you did okay perfect uh if you didn't tell from the earlier uh kind of weird break uh blair's computer just stopped working and then he counted it down it was perfect um that's 100 still there because i'm not taking that out so he's on his phone now <laughs> five four three two one goodbye Bye. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know that when you're when you're when the laptop that you have at home because work made you take it home, uh, when it tells you 
insistently for several weeks that it needs to update the entire operating system, you should believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Or it might just do it in the middle of your podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It might go ahead and just do it right at the most embarrassing time possible. Well, they actually have a program built into them where they (laughs) specifically gauge in what way will we make you to remember to do this again by shaming you? And they just find the most shameful moment to restart. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I absolutely love it. Jesus. Oh, God. All right. With that, we will move on to our quiz. I, I want to, right before I do this, I want to say it's really interesting that across all beer, the word imperial is connected to strength now instead of the word stout. They reserve that for the darker beers, darker, thicker beers, and changed, kind of changed it, I would say, to imperial. So it's an imperial stout or an imperial IPA. It's very interesting, um, the history throughout that. But our quiz is a little bit long, so we're just going to roll through this pretty quickly. And it's a it's a history quiz this time, so it's a little bit different. But the first question is, we'll start with a handy run, handy one. What color is Guinness? Black, black and white, ruby red, or a very dark blue? And I will go to Blair first. Well, this one I actually do know, and I and oddly enough, it's the same color as the beer that I'm drinking, uh, Queen from from Indeed. It is ruby red. If you hold it up to the light and tilt it slightly. It, the, when the light shines through, it is a ruby. It is a very dark ruby red. Quinn, did you guess that? See, I went with black because I was wrong. <laughs> I went with black slash white because the foam. I was also wrong. This is good. This quiz gives you answers automatically. So um, uh, <laughs> we will all have to answer and then we'll just point to Blair to start. Um. So question number two, true or false, your average pint of stout has fewer calories than lager. Blair. Wait, hold on. Let us answer first before you before you go. Everybody answered? Yep. Um, I, I haven't clicked an answer on mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose false because I think that seems that seems unlikely. I, I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> you Blair would be wrong, just wrong. like me. I am uh, 0 for 2. This quiz is not going well. (laughs) We lost our chance at 100% when Blair guessed wrong on the second question. (laughs) (laughs) Question number three. The popularity of craft beers means that there are loads of different stouts out there. Can you spot the one I just made up? Oat stout, milk stout, soya stout, or oyster stout, and I'm pretty sure we should all get this right because we just spent 20 minutes talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blair, which one is the made-up one? Um, soya stout. I okay. know for a fact that all those other ones are correct because I've had all of them. So, <laughs> yep. so it's, definitely, it's definitely soya stout. Good. I've, I've had oyster stouts, and I just don't like a briny stout. Oh, that sounds... Oh, that sounds terrible. Next question it's a, it's is a once in a while thing. A once in a while thing. Yeah. Would you, would you do you put pickle in your beer at all, Quinn? I do not like the Minnesota Ooh. martini. No. Oh God. 
disappointing. Um, Cork, oh lays, <laughs> Cork lays claim to two stouts, Beamish and Murphy's. Can you tell me when Beamish was first made? Blair. Oh, God. This I have gonna, no idea. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a complete guess for me. I'm going to say 1792. You would be so, correct. Holy crap. I said Quinn. 1801. I also said 1801. I have no idea why. Beamish is delicious, though. I don't think I've ever had Beamish. It's good. Or, it's been a, it's been a long time since I've had it, but it's it's very good. Yeah. Is it an Irish stout? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, it's uh, it's from Cork, so yeah. It's it, it. I think it also does it. Quinn, remind me. Does it also have um like the the nitro on it? So it tends to come out very silky. Or am I just remembering the wrong thing? <laughs> I think so, but let me look that up. Well, Andrew handles the next question. The next question is, how about Murphy's? When was the first drop of that particular stout made? So the first one, the other one was 1792. So when did they make their other stout, Blair? Um, well, there's no, I'll, I'll just go with 1798 because there's another one in the, in the 1790s. Ooh. Wrong. Quinn, did you guess? Yeah, I also guessed 1798. I guessed 1823, but the answer was 1856. So they really spread those two out far. They felt like, I feel like they felt like they had a perfection on the beer for a long time. And then they, somebody probably shook things up and wanted to try something else. And that's why I wanted to guess a little bit farther away because, you know, you don't see older breweries trying a bunch of new things in one subset of beer really quickly. If one catches on, they kind of keep it. I feel like, um, but I get, didn't guess far enough off. None of us did. <laughs> and uh, to answer your question, Blair, yes, uh, Beamish is a nitro. Okay. All right. Cool. Fantastic. Next question is who buys the most Guinness? Ireland, Great Britain, Niagara, or the U.S.? Blair. Um, hmm. This is a tough one because, like, everywhere in the world, there's people who really want to, like, grab onto their Irish roots, even if they're very tentative. I'm about, I, I come from about 12 different nationalities, and I, I, I really, my Irishness is important to me, which is, you know, part of the problem, really. But um, I think I'm going to say USA. You would when? be wrong. Just like me. Ooh. I also said U.S. just because the sheer size of the U.S. Right. I have some questions about this that, that I wish were, is it per capita? Per capita, I get it if it's Great Britain. But mass yeah. volume, I beg to differ. They drink a lot, Quinn. They drink yeah. a lot. That's Fair. true. And, and it's they Great do, Britain. They have less choice. They have less choice in Great Britain than we do here. I mean, sure. most of like if people aren't drinking like you know the macro breweries here, the likelihood is they're they're drinking local craft beer rather than beer from overseas. You know that is true. Is imported beer isn't as popular here as? Yeah, I'm just mad. <laughs> I ruined my perfect sweep by getting one right. 
<laughs> I have. Oh, I got one answer right. Yeah, sorry. The stoicist was too easy. Um, uh, let's see. Possibly the worst thing the Brits did to us, the Irish, since the black and tans is the black and tans drink. It is half stout and half what? And then it says below updated answers. You have a 50 50 chance here. So that means that two answers are right. And I think <laughs> so. The answers you can pick are ale, cider, lager, or cyanide. <laughs> um, so, Pierre, what do you think it is? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Damn it. I, I, I have to confess, I've never actually had a black and tan. Um, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna say just because it is sort of a, even more than ale or lager, cider is such a quintessentially English, especially English countryside drink. I'm gonna go with cider. Quinn. <laughs> um. So I know it's either ale or lager. I'm gonna try oh. and guess which was first and say lager. <laughs> well, no, it would have been ale first because lagers are a newer invention. So. I, I definitely thought that the joke the joke was cyanide, so I picked cyanide. <laughs> but no, it's ale or lager are either acceptable oh. answers. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um next question is which one of these is a fake stout name? Kentucky Breakfast Stout, Pointy Shoes, Crooked Stave, or Banjuxt Stool, Blair. Okay. Um, well, I, I know two of these are the actual name of a, so I've got a 50, 50 shot here. I'm going with Banjax stool. Quinn, what did you guess? See, I was guessing that Banjax stool is too out there to be wrong. And I don't <laughs> believe that Kentucky breakfast is one, but saying that I'm certain it is. Did you, did you click? <sighs> Yes, I did. I was exactly wrong. Ben Jack Stool is the correct answer. <laughs> oh, okay, boy. I just sorry. I know we want to go on with the quiz, but Quinn, I've, I'm not going to mention the brewery. But what do you think KBS stands for? Oh, son of a bitch! I actually, I never knew what KBS stood for. Uh, yeah, that's that's what KBS stands for. Huh. Um, Good to know. I only knew it by the acronym. Yeah. Well, that's all they put on the. Well, I think they put it somewhere on the bottle, but that's all they really have on the label. I've KBS. only had it off the tap. Oh, no. boy. oh boy. Moving on to our next question. One final Guinness question, as it's this author's drink of choice. How many mm. countries is Guinness brewed in? Blair. Ooh. Interesting. Um, hmm. Because there's this thing called brewing under license where it gets brewed, you know, in a completely different brewery, but they can say it's it was brewed, you know, in the in the Guinness brewery. And I know they're owned by a major you know, multinational company. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 22. Quinn. I also wanted to say 22. Holy shit. The answer is 49. 
yeah. I'm unimpressed now. That's gross. Why would you do that? Why would you let your beer be made like that? That's insane. Uh, it's, I mean, that's a real, like Newcastle, Newcastle Brown is almost not, is, I don't think there's a single can or bottle of Newcastle Brown that's, that's brewed in Newcastle anymore. It's wow. either brewed in like two towns over or in Wales. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. 49 different countries brew Guinness. Yeah, that is, right. that's insane. That's crazy. All right. Last one. J- what the fuck? Jesus, I'd murder a point. Would that's, you? That's the that's the Irish pronunciation of Jesus, also known Jesus. as Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I'd murder a pint. Would you? Question mark. Ara, I wouldn't be fond of drinking. Oh, I, I went straight into the accent. That was awful. Um, When I do, I go into it awful and very hard. And I'd go and go at it again. There'd be no stopping me. Blair? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to make healthier decisions with my life, but uh, I've got to go with there'd be no stopping me. <laughs> Quinn? <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter, but I went there. There'd be no stopping me. <laughs> um... I I don't I think they're all right right so it doesn't matter they are all right <laughs> it's to make you feel good about yourself at the end I think which only makes you feel worse about yourself because I got two out of ten so <laughs> I got three out of ten uh I think I got what I think I got four out of ten I'm not sure yeah I got four out of ten damn not counting the, not counting the final one. If we are, if we are coming, yeah. my my rank was middling. So so was mine. Oh, let's see. Oh, I didn't realize it ranked you. Yeah, I also got middling. Oh God! All we right, four quiz. That was good. We all failed. We uh, <laughs> we all suck at this. And uh, you know what? C's had too much you. faith in Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well. And I didn't uh, realize I the name of one of my favorite beers. Yeah, Kentucky Breakfast. Uh, I looked it up right yeah, as you were saying yeah. that, and I'm like, oh, God. Blair's really throwing you under the bus. <laughs> yep. One of my yep, favorite beers, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I fanta- made... It is a fantastic beer. We we did a uh, a pairing dinner with the the four versions of KBS that came out three years ago. And oh I drank a lot of KBS to pair meals to them. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, uh, did you think it wasn't an acronym? What is wrong with you? I, I just didn't know what KBS stood for. Oh, my God. And when I was thinking Kentucky Breakfast Stout, I was like, ah, that doesn't sound very good at all. <laughs> It's awful, right, Quinn? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, well, God. I mean, the, the nice thing about KBS is it it's sort of like the thing that will make a coffee stout tolerable is if you age it in bourbon barrels. Because I'm pretty sure it's it starts as a coffee stout and then they just put it in bourbon barrels, which is apparently the secret to get a coffee stout. 
I mean, bourbon and coffee are amazing together. Mm, yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not a big bourbon fan. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, Blair, this is usually where we just give you a couple minutes to add anything that you want to say on the topic today. So is there anything else you want to add about uh, about stouts? Um, Just that, I mean, the sort of, I think, I mean, all beer is kind of like this, but stouts, to my mind, especially are they're like a pot roast in a in a in a glass they're you know they're they're very comforting it's like a big warm hug and at the same time especially i love that people serve them now during the winter time because you know it's it's one of those things where it's the darkest and coldest time of the year so you invite people in well you don't do it now because of the pandemic but normally you invite people in you know, to share your table with you and be like, here, you know, uh, share my food, share my drink. And, you know, it, it's, it's a very convivial drink, I think. Uh, and if you, if you've, if you've stayed away from stouts because you don't like dark beers or heavy beers, I promise you there is a stout for you. Just go find it. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic advice. Quinn, I know you are an avid stout fan. Is there anything that you want to add on stouts? Let's start serving them during the summer more. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, stout is a year is a year round drink. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we don't need quite that many IPAs. Just just I mix agree. it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's gonna listen to this episode and fight you guys. That's fine. He's wrong. <laughs> well, it was wonderful having you on, Blair. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Maybe we'll be able to fit you in on another episode in the future. Thank you to everyone for listening again. Uh, if you're if you need help, uh, definitely reach out to the line one eight hundred six six two help. That's one eight hundred four three five seven. If you feel like you are drinking too much or you have a problem with alcoholism, uh, definitely reach out or you have a friend, definitely reach out to that number. They can help you in many different ways. And as always, drink responsible. If you're going out, wear a mask, number one. Please. please. And drink responsibly. Always find a ride home. Do not get behind the wheel if you've had anything to drink. Thank you, Blair. Thank you, Quinn. And as always, thank you to our two listeners. Have a wonderful rest of your night, and we will see you next week. See ya. See ya. Thank you, guys.